This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. This morning, I want to um, put out a, a word and uh, uh, talk on this because when we come to communion, we come to this word on remember. It's Communion Sunday. Uh, communion sacrament is on the table and we're going to receive that. Now, the word remember. <clears throat> there's, there's two thieves on a cross and Jesus is in the middle. And these thieves are having a conversation about the goodness of Jesus. One believes that he did well and the other says, well, why don't you save yourself? And the one that was nasty uh, is, is, uh, receives a counsel from the word, one that's a little better. And then uh, he says, this man, at least we, we deserve our punishment. This man doesn't deserve his punishment. Catches the heart of God or Christ on the cross. And this man says to Jesus, when you get onto the other side, remember me. When you get into the other side, remember me. Something about memory and God is that uh, you, if you want to get his attention, not that he has am amnesia, but sometimes you got to remind him. <laughs> Tell him, don't forget me. Put your name on the table. Remember me. Remember me. In Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament, uh, God says to all the people that he brings out as slaves from Israel, that's his people, he says, and you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. 25, 17. It says, remember that Amalek, what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out from Egypt. There's something about a history that you must remember so that when you're going into your future, the historical perspective of it will take you into the destiny of it. Uh-huh. 1 Corinthians 11:25 in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I'm going to talk about the grape and the wine just now. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. I can't hear you say it with me in 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 when you are facing imminent threat and danger, remember his blood. That he faced that threat and imminent danger too. And if he went through it, you're going to go through it. When you're facing imminent loss, put him to remembrance. When you're going through shaky and turbulent times, remember him. When you're going through relational breakdown, Remember him. When you're going through unjust treatment, somebody shout. Now, as I lay this uh, uh, teaching, you must, there's, there's, there's the foundations of the word remember. The foundations of the word remember. You never live in the foundation, but you live in the house. The house, however, is built on a foundation 
So the word remember is a point of reference on which you build your life. With walking with God. Every time you're going to walk into something that's strange, that's something that's new, you're going to have to have a point of remember. Something that you know now becomes the strength for the weakness that you are undergoing. When you're going through something that's, that's, that's weak, you look at the strength of something that's, that, that you laid, that, that if God brought me out then, God is going to bring me out now. David had that when in, in 1 Samuel 17, 37. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of Goliath. So whenever you're facing something that's ahead of you, the purpose of memory is to go and see how God was with you before that. And Saul said unto David, go. And the Lord that was with you with the lion, the Lord that was with you with the bear, may the Lord be with you when you go against Goliath. I tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how strong the army is in front of you, but what is in the stone in the sling? The power that is in the stone in the sling. You can have, be facing a whole giant. As long as God gives wind to that stone. And the stone goes and hits the giant where it has to hit. If God be for you. Nothing can be against you. Are we together this morning? Now. I want to talk about the Egyptians because uh, the story relates to them. He says, remember I was with you then and I will be with you now. When there's a threat, it requires you to remember something about God. Let me say that again. I'm not sure who needs to hear this word. If you're under threat, put your God to remembrance. And by saying put your God to remembrance, go and tell him, you said... In a way, one part of this is to, to remind him to remember. <laughs> Not that he has amnesia, but remind him to remember you. Put your name on that altar. Remember me. And listen, listen carefully to this because every now and then, you too will face Egyptian might. Yeah. What is Egyptian might? Oh, well, Moses goes and tells Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And that they must go into the desert and they are going to come and worship me. Let my people go. At first he did not want to, but God made him to by sending 10 different plagues. At the last plague of blood, Moses says, take the people and go. God, uh, sorry, Pharaoh says to Moses, now watch this. God says to Moses, Tell the people to ask the Egyptians for wealth so that they can come and worship me and bring an offering. When they go and ask the people of Egypt, the Egyptians says, your God is a powerful God. 
They've been through locusts. They've been through boils. They've been through water turning into blood. They said, just take everything and go. So they gave them all of their wealth. So much so that the Egyptians, uh, the Israelites had to even load their children. They took the wealth and put the wealth on their children's backs. I tell you today that the wealth of the unjust is laid up for the just. I tell you today that God is causing a wealth transfer to take place. You just get ready. I know you're in slavery now. But the wealth of the unjust is laid up for the righteous. So they put it on their backs and they are going. By the time that Pharaoh wakes up, he realizes that the whole GDP of Egypt is in the backs of the children of Israel. He realizes that the whole economy of Egypt is going with the people into the wilderness. And he says, you're joking. And so he gets on his chariots. The Bible says, and I must give you the scripture. He, uh, uh, where's that? Yeah, Sorry. There you go. The Egyptians pursued the Israelites. Pharaoh's army, including all his horse-drawn chariots and his cavalry. I'm talking about an army chasing people who are on foot. It's important to get the picture because when you're going to remember. As Pharaoh approached the Israel, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and saw that the Egyptians were coming after them. Terrified, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Did you bring us out into the desert to die? Because there were no graves in Egypt. Listen to me, pay attention. If you, if you know the land of Egypt, one of the, the things, even up to these days, when people visit the land of Egypt, the first thing that they go to is they go to visit the pyramids. And the pyramids are house, all the kings, Tutankhamun, all the pharaohs, all the pharaohs as well. They are all in the graves of, 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 of this. Egypt is noted for graves. So when it says this, is there not enough graves that you bring us out here to die? We should have rather died in dignity and they should have buried us. They should have put some tulips and, some, and, and we'll have our plaque on it. It'll be like Kenilworth Cemetery. It'll be like Mobeni. It'll be, it'll be decent. But you bring us out to the desert to die. People, when they go through a little hard time, although God brought them out, you got all the wealth on your back, but you curse God and want to die. I ask you to pause and remember your God. Remember your God. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. When people go through a little, I'm talking about believers, you, God delivers you, God causes you to prosper, God gives you good things, but the moment you go through one momentary, you 
curse and you curse the God that delivered you. Moses answered the people. Watch this. This is Moses' answer. He says, do not be afraid, but stand still and see what the Lord will do to save you today. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who is in this position of the wilderness right now. But stand still and see what the Lord will do and save you today. You will never. I like one version says, the Egyptians you see today, you'll see them no more. Has it, has, has it ever been a thing that was pursuing you and when God suddenly came into your situation and sometimes some of those people, you never, you bump into everybody in the, in the malls, in, in places, but those people, you never see them. You know why you never see them? Because when you see them, in, when they see you in aisle 13, they swap in, they swap in aisles and they leave. They go to two, they go to one and they're gone. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. Some people, God will cause them to exit because they brought so much of pain to you. not going to go there so Moses tells him and this is good word here he says to them stand still hold your peace as God will reveal his plan this is Moses' answer he's not sure he never heard from God but when a man of God by implication stands on a realm and speaks about God, he suddenly causes God to account to, to be held accountable to the people that he's leading. When a man of God will say, You are healed, even though God didn't work in it, but because he's God's man and God has to save him from the disrepute of that. Whether God likes it or not, because the man of God is standing on a realm that he said it, you are healed, healing comes to you. God will, God will, God will work. And that's what he does with Moses. Uh, he says, Moses says, stand still, hold your peace as he reveals his plan. So Moses told the people to stop. This is often the Lord's direction to the believer in a time of crisis. Watch this. Despair will cast you down. Despair will keep you from standing up. Fear will tell you to retreat. Impatience will tell you to do something now. Presumption will tell you to jump into the Red Sea before it's parted. Yet as God told Israel, he often tells us simply to stand and hold your peace until he reveals his plan. I'm not sure who, who's in this place right now that you, presumption will make you go forward. Retreat will make you go backwards. But stand still and hold your peace. Some touch your neighbor, say stand still, hold your peace. Hold your peace. 
I love this. David is, is a king of the southern part of Judah. And Saul is ruling the other part. So there's two kings, Saul and David. And David has always been pursued by Saul. Saul hates David. Because people danced for David and they didn't dance for Saul. Spiritual jealousy is worse than natural jealousy. If you think natural jealousy is bad, spiritual jealousy, yo. So there's a spiritual jealousy going on between Saul and David. Saul has his army in the north. David has his army in the south. Saul has an army general called Abner. And David has an army general called Joab. Two powerful men. Powerful men. When they go out to, they are killing machines. When they come back, they come back with the spoils. Both are powerful men. One day, Abner killed Joab's brother. And Joab always mocked Abner. But there came a day when uh, Abner was, was in the courts and there's a guy called Ishbosheth. He He makes a remark with Abner and he says, Hey, how is it that you sleep? You slept with the concubine of Saul. And Abner got upset with that comment. And he realized that uh, he can't be faithful to, to Saul's army because he's been caught out. So he crosses the line and he goes and he says to David, David, let's come against Saul and I'll deliver the army of Saul into your hand. As it was said of you because you are the anointed king over all Judah. And today I will help you get this army. David says, That's a, that must be God. And he's so excited that uh, Abner, easy. One, two, three. Come down. You know how the song goes, come down. Everything is just come, come down. And David, David is, is calm. He's, he's, he's absolutely happy with this. He says, Abner, so let it be. Whatever the plan is, we'll destroy Saul and, and I'll become the king overall, as God has said. And, 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 and Abner is released in peace. And he says, go. Just then, Joab comes in and they tell Joab, Abner was here. And Joab says, who? He says, Abner, Abner just left the quarters. Did you not pass him when he went? And Joab says, how can my king, whom I am so loyal to, entertain a man that killed my brother? So without King David knowing, he goes and he sends message to Abner and he says, come, let us meet. Abner thinks that all is good and that two generals need to meet 
to, to put the details together because the king makes the decisions, but the generals implement the plan. So he calls Abner, and when Abner comes, he takes him down to a private place, takes out his knife. The coloreds will identify with this. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. He takes out his knife and he pokes him. The, the Bible even gives it between the seventh rib. That's why I said, you, these guys know where to poke you. <laughs> and they, he pokes him between his seventh rib and he kills him in revenge. News gets out to David and David says, oh, just when everything was falling into plan, my general, Joab, goes and does such a thing behind my back. The people believe, David, that it's not him that gave the, the command, but Joab did that. But here's the word that I want you to, I want you to see. David becomes so distraught in the, in, the, in the hype of victory, knowing last night is celebrating tomorrow, I become king. In his strength, he becomes so weak. And in that day in the scripture, he says, I am weak today, yet I am anointed. His yet is a remembrance of what Samuel put on him. I am weak today, yet I am anointed. I am weak today, yet I am anointed. I don't know who needs to hear this word today. Whatever you're going through yesterday, it looked like you were going to be strong. But circumstances took you in another dimension and today... You are weak. I remind you through all the services that you have come through, through all of the worship things, through all of the teachings that we have said that you will stand on an altar and God will make you strong. You may be weak today. Yet, I am anointed. Oh God, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if I'm talking to myself, there will be days that I stood. I am weak today there are days that I did not want to even stand on this altar come a Sunday my wife will tell you my body will wake up half half of the body is here and half the body is here. and I'll tell her I can't make it I would not be able to make the service she'll say we'll pray I'll pray for you I'll bend down and I'll say pray for me there were days when I couldn't make it. I phoned you and I told you to tell your brother, please, will he stand in for me? Everybody will have to go through this. And I remember, I am weak today. Yet, I am anointed. You can be so full with the power of God. You can serve God and be chosen. You can have the prophetic oil on your life and yet there will be circumstances that will pull you down. Yet there will be circumstances that will weaken your resolve. You're going to have to remember. Remember, I may be weak today, David said.
Does that resonate with somebody this morning? As I come to the conclusion and we go to the table of the vine and the wine, I want to tell you how you got the wine. Not, may not necessarily be the physical, but listen to me in the spiritual realm this morning. Are we together? For you to get wine, there's a whole process of crushing that goes before that. For you to drink the communion, oh God, it didn't just come like that. The skin of the grape had to be broken. The flesh of the grape has to be crushed. Its body has to be squeezed. And once the grape is crushed, I want you to know once the grape is crushed, everything changes. Once it's changed into wine, you can never get the juice back into the grape. All hopes of being a grape is over once the grape is changed into wine. If you're going to be a good wine, you have to give up the hope of being a good grape. Say, Pastor, what are you talking about this morning? I'm saying some of you have been crushed. Some of you have been through so much of pain. And you're still hoping to be a grape. No, the crushing is with purpose. The crushing is so that you can have new wine. I want to tell somebody this morning, the purpose of memory is not to replay past hurts. But the purpose of memory, God didn't bless you with memory to keep remembering all of those things that hurt you. No, that's not the purpose of, past, of, of, of memory. The purpose of memory is to replay past victories. Come on, Paul. When, 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 David, when David saw Goliath, he didn't think of all the battles that he will have lost. No, he regurgitated all of his victories. He said when the bear came, Dylan, he said when the lion came, I, I pursued it. I went after it. I caught it. I, imagine that when, when, you, when a bear comes, sometimes when a bear is coming, you, you, you would hide and wait for the bear to retreat. He says when the bear came, I went after it. When it saw me, it turned. I didn't leave it. I went after it. I pursued it. I killed it. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He puts to remembrance his victory with the bear. He puts to remembrance. I, I, I want to remind some of you, and I'm not sure whether you are crossing the Red Sea. You, you're just before the Red Sea. And I'm talking about your wilderness. Some, some of you are in a wilderness experience. And, and I don't have time to talk about it, but one day I'm going to talk about every man has a period of cycles. Some have three months, some have three years, some have 30 years, some have 40 years. I'm not sure how God designs your cycles. But there's one thing I know, that he's going to split the sea. One thing I know, that God's design for man is to take him over into the promised land. And your promises are going to, to manifest. The purpose of memory is not to replay past hurt. The purpose of memory is to replay past victories.
so that it creates inside of what you're going through and history so that it can take you into your destiny. And when you, between two boundaries, between two borders, when your history is behind you and your destiny is in front of you and you don't know whether you should cross over, he asks you to look at your history. If I was with you then, remember, I'll be with you now. Rika, I know you're going through a bad time and you lost your husband and all of that. But think about the times when you and Umesh uh, have been through times uh, when you couldn't make it, uh, when you didn't have a house, uh, when you didn't, your children were sick uh, and you prayed and God came through for you. If you prayed then and God made a way, I know my God is making a way for you. It's hard. It's hard to encourage Christians, uh, believers. I know I'm a pastor. It's hard to walk with them when uh, they came out of something and they're going into something and the period of transition is there. It's hard. Believe you me. I know God will make a way. Moses knows that God will. But it's hard to tell them to stand still when they want to go forward. People like movement. They don't like to stand still. If God allowed you to heal, there's no need to self-inflict and open up old wounds. You can't be an old grape when God is causing you to be new wine. Hear me now. You are insisting on going backwards. God is insisting on taking you forward. Philippians 3.13 says, This one thing I do, forgetting the things which lie behind and stretching forward to the things which are. What's in front of you is better than what's behind you. When you are wine, to all the grapes, I'm talking to all the grapes. When you are wine, there's no need to worry about insects. There's no need to worry about fungus, disease, and weather. COVID may have been bad. But COVID has changed. And we need to understand. Listen to me. I just need to, to tell you this. You need to understand grapes has now become wine. You can't go back and try and get the grape. Listen to me. Parents, listen to me. Understand and discern that the grape is changing into wine. And don't treat the bottle that you have as the fruit that it was. I was in the United Kingdom and things have really changed there. When you go to do your grocery shopping, there's no people Tell us that pack your goods. No, you're joking. You must pack your own things. <laughs> There's no people that issue packets. Well, if it is, you're going to have to pay a lot for the packet. And then you scan your thing. You take out your credit card. No more cash. And you, you scan your, 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 
You pack your stuff, the price is gone. You, there's no human interaction. The grape is gone. The wine is here. You say, Pastor, what are you teaching us? Listen to me, listen to me. It's prophetic. I'm not sure who I'm talking to. But the way you point your children is not the way we pointed them. You're going to have to point your children in a new direction, in a new form, in a new shape to get ready for a new wine. And you can't put new wine into old wineskins. Your wineskin is going to burst. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but your children are arrows. You need to think about them. How are we going to point them? You can't prepare them in matric to be cashiers and tellers. They're going to have to do, they have to think in different directions. Our whole schooling, we, we got to prepare them to be the wine, not to, to be the grape. Everybody stand. We're going to receive the giving. But remember this. Are you with me this morning? The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, to, be made known to God. Please pay attention. Listen to me. And... The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Listen to me if you didn't hear anything. Peace is something you stand under. God's peace is something you stand under. And the peace of God that passes all human understanding. God's peace is something you stand under. Under. And let me say again, God's peace is something you stand under. In a world that's going through so much, God is still God. I don't know who needs to hear that. God is still God and His peace goes beyond logic. Yeah, I tell you, something and you, you reason it out but God's you say how can it be God's peace goes beyond human understanding and understanding of God's peace is standing under his peace I'm not sure who needs to hear this word and you on the verge of mental breakdown stand under his peace in communion the grape is crushed the wine is given and he said as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup you do show the Lord's death until he comes put me into remembrance stand under my peace Put this communion, put him to remembrance. I know the battle is hard, but stand under his peace.
where there is new wine, there is God. Because where there is new wine, there is new power, there is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. So lay down by your take of it together but I want to just again tell you and remind you I'm speaking to those that may be weak today yet God is still God you may be down but he's up he's risen 
Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The grape has been crushed. And the wine has been given. Despite everything that you are going through, you may be weak today, but I want you to know that God is on your side. There's about 10 people that needed to hear this word today. Of that 10, three nearly never made it. I'm talking to you this morning that if God be for you, Whatever comes against you will meet God as your defender. Mark my words. Though storms may rise and winds may blow and you're standing on the pinnacle point of disaster, the hand of God is going to come and he's going to lift you up because he's the lifter of our heads. imminent threat disaster challenges that you face hold on hold on the blood is going to speak for you are we together this morning so I want you to take the bread which is the body of Jesus Christ and I want you to pray your prayer whatever God has put in your spirit Wherever you are in, whichever point, whether you're standing at the wilderness, you're crossing over the Red Sea, you're weak like David, or you're strong like him, whichever part you are, I want you to pray this morning. You're standing on holy ground. God to remembrance you trust in God for your miracle say God I put you to remembrance for your breakthrough God I'm trusting you for your healing God I'm trusting in you For your marriage, God, I'm trusting you. It may be weak, but I'm anointed. Break the bread this morning and let's eat together. This is our Ebenezer.
you trust in God for has credence now on this altar he said ask and I shall give to you we use his name as the key to open the door we use his blood to be the door that will open for you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit let's drink Make me a vessel you to know that today's meeting you stepped into a spiritual atmosphere whatever you've prayed God was going to give credence to it he will answer your prayer the blood of Jesus will speak on your behalf of this I'm confident when you leave walk out a stronger believer whatever you're facing know it faces the might of God I'm going to address a, a, a meeting a planning meeting in a few moments so unless it's absolutely necessary if you need prayer I'll pray for you if not know that God is working on your behalf amen raise your hand let me speak God's benediction the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you the Lord make his face to shine upon you lift up his countenance towards you God give you peace by the true definition of peace nothing missing nothing broken in Jesus name